Listen, I'm not even going. We know I've been gone for a while. I'm sorry. That's all, that's how we're going to start this off. I'm sorry, guys. Been gone for a while. Just life, man. You know, just work. Just trying to make sure I got everything going. Not giving up on my dream ever. But, you know, it's just a little, just a little setback. Name of this episode is going to be Sorry for the Wait. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. Making out wait all this time. It's just been a it's been a rough rough few weeks, you know, just working nonstop, trying to make sure everything is good. Money right, everything right. You know what I'm saying? You gotta live your life too at the same time. Chase your dreams as well. But yeah, that's just what's been going on. Just work, man. Just work, 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 work. Workaholic, man. Should be working on this more. But we gonna we 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 getting into the swing of things. We getting into the swing of things. So this is a new episode. Welcome back. Good to uh I hope you guys are all happy to hear my voice again. It's good to be back. It feels like I'm in my, my zone, back in my natural habitat, you know, just podcast stuff set up, just chilling, laid back, enjoying. I got my nice little notes written out, what I want to talk about today and everything. So yeah, let's just let's jump right into it. So the NBA draft, as we all know, happened a few weeks ago. Um no surprise that Wimby went number one. Um I was I actually thought Scoot was gonna go number two. Um but then again, they didn't need any more guards because the Hornets have drafted, what, I think guards for the past damn near seven years. They don't need any more guards. So they got Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller, um, baby Paul George. Um, what can I say? I'm a huge college basketball fan. I watched him at Alabama, I mean, religiously drop 30 a night. I mean, the guy had, I mean, let's just be honest. This, this is how we go start out. Let's just be honest. The guy had was facing a murder charge. Came back and dropped 30 the next night. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just, like, just to put it in perspective, that's the type of caliber of player that he is. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude fighting a murder charge, he's involved in a murder charge, and he come out and drop 30 the next night on national television and get a dub. You know what I'm saying? That That's, that's, that's talent. You know what I'm saying? That's just talent. It's, not, it's nothing else. It's just straight up talent. But, yeah, um, Scoot went number three to the Trailblazers. Um, you know, Trailblazers, Trailblazers, we're not even going to get into that talk right now, but... Yeah, the draft went good. Um, a lot of good pickups. Um, the Lakers, man, we got Jalen Hood, Shafino. I feel like that was a good pickup. Although, although we could have got Cam Whitmore, and I'm a little, I don't know yet. I don't know if I'm sad or if I regret it. But I did like seeing Hood Shafino hoop. Um, in the summer league, he played very well. Nice facilitator. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we made a lot of moves in free agency too. You know, signing Gabe Vincent was very uh, unruly. I wasn't sure about that. We got Gabe Vincent back. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it hurts that D'Lo didn't perform in the playoffs, but I'm actually glad he didn't because we got him for way cheaper than what he was trying to get at the beginning of the playoffs when he was wilding out. So, you know what I'm saying? We got him for 33 mil. We got uh, Gabe Vincent. We got Shafino. We got Austin Reeves. We got Jackson Hayes, AD, Braun. We re-signed Rui, thank God. Um, Who else did we get? Uh... I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think. Oh, we signed uh, Torian Prince. You know what I'm saying? We got a nice little squad on us now. You know what I'm saying? Rob Palenka finally didn't wait until the end of free agency to make something happen. Um, He did something right away. I'm very proud of Rob. Shout out to Rob. I'm saying you're doing your thing, boy. So, yeah, back to the draft. Um, The sleeper in the draft, to me, I feel like, um, well, actually, who won the draft? I feel like, personally, 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 I feel like so far from watching, the Pistons and the Rockets won the draft. Um, The Thompson Twins are definitely going to be here for a long time, um, showing a lot of upside. Them boys can really hoop, you know what I'm saying? And it's it's been actually, like, watching the Summer League has been great because just watching them play in general, like, two different games, but at the same time, they just both just play so well. You know what I'm saying? So I think the Pistons and the Rockets won the draft this year. I'm not really too – I'm not too big on Wimby yet. Um, he played very well in his second game. Um, His first game, he kind of knew he was just all over the place. And I don't blame him, you know what I'm saying? You got to get used to the pace and stuff. 
um, the way I like to like think of summer league from watch from like a, a fan perspective, um, it's more like it's it's basically like it's like watching college basketball still, but just without the 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 BS offensive sets that they've been running for the past thirty years. You know what I'm saying? Like the pace of the game is is much more faster, of course, because they're transitioning to the league. But it's almost like watching just college players really who don't really have a coach and are just really just out there just getting a buck. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I feel like that's what makes summer league so exciting. It's because, as we can see, anybody can deadass drop 30 on any given night, and you won't even bat an eye. It's just like, oh, my God, like, he dropped 30. Like, that's what's up. Like, keep it going. I feel like that's the that's the beauty of Summer League, but it's also a curse. Um, Summer League is, like I said, it's like it's like college basketball on steroids, um, faster speed, um, none of those BS sets or anything slowing down the offense. Um, you know what I'm saying? Not swinging it to the post, swinging it back out, swinging it to the corner, back down to the post for a lay or something. You know what I'm saying? Um, so the downfall to that is, though, I think it also sets an unrealistic expectation um, for players, I should say, that are naive, that are naive and think that they're actually going to come in the league and drop 30 a night. And not saying that it's not fathomable, but it's just unlikely. Coming into the league as a rookie, um, most rookies coming into the league, if you're not the top, if you're not a lottery pick, you don't have the keys to anything. You know what I'm saying? You kind of got to work your way into it. So I feel like, yeah, getting 30 and showcasing that you can score and stuff is, is, is phenomenal, is great. But it also sets an unrealistic expectation, I feel like, in my opinion, because you're gonna get there, and you know th- these are still th- these are still kids our age. You know what I'm saying? Like they're they're not kids, but they're 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 men our age. You know what I'm saying? Dude was 18, 19, 20. You know what I'm saying? You just dropped 30. You might have dropped 25, and then another 30. So now you're thinking you're about to just walk in there and really take over, but that's just not the case. You know what I'm saying? There's ranks to it. So I feel like that's the only that's the only downfall about summer league. It's just the unrealistic expectation that, like, you're just going to go out there and score 30 a night. And also for the viewers as well, like, most people, like, I would say 90%, 90, 95% of the people who have dropped 30 or 20 or had 20 and 10 or 30 points, like, they're just, it's, it's just not going to happen when they get to the league. They'll probably get 15, maybe 20. They'll probably, they'll probably get 20 a few times, but it's not, we got to, we got to realize that the game is evolving. And another thing, I'm getting sidetracked on this, but another thing is, like, you got to think about it. Back in the day, the MVP averaged 24 points and won the MVP. We have dudes averaging 35 points, 30 points, 32 points. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, I don't know if that makes sense or if I'm just talking, but if you understand me, you understand me. It's like, it's just changing. Like, 20 isn't, 20 is like a base setting now, I feel like, for most players, especially like a lottery pick or like people like that. Like, it's just a base, like 20 isn't like as big as an achievement as it normally would be. Like, yes, it's still a big achievement. But in the in the grand scheme of things, it's kind of just like, oh, like, all right, you scored 20. Like, feel me? <laughs> like, feel me? Um, so, yeah, I feel like the sleeper of the draft, the sleeper of the draft, the sleeper of the draft to me, Amani Bates, without question. Um, My God. I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Just like my God. It, although, like, you know, he had the whole gun charge or whatever, like, off-the-court issues. Now, I don't – my thing is, like, if we're being honest, yeah, the off-the-court issues can become a problem, but if I'm an owner – care like i just don't care like can you hoop can you hoop and can you be dedicated to hooping you know what i'm saying like we can we can we can figure out all the off the court stuff you know what i'm saying we can get you a handler like whatever like if i'm an owner like we can get you a handler have somebody monitor you watch you make sure you're not doing nothing stupid but like can you hoop and my god can that boy hoop you know what i'm saying like he can hoop like he can really hoop like really hoop like he's really a pro he's been a pro for a while like he's really a pro so yeah i feel like the sleep in the draft is definitely amani bates and i would say cam um cam whitmore i feel like he could have went higher he dropped a lot. Um, I don't know why. In all honesty, I couldn't tell you. But yeah, I think you know what I'm saying. Those two are the sleepers in the draft for me. Um, 
who I think has the most upside, Brandon Miller. Um, the Twins have have the Twins are just gonna they're gonna keep going up. So I'm not I'm not saying they're gonna have the most they're gonna have the most upside. Like that's if you've been watching basketball, it's clear as day that they have the most upside. You know what I'm saying? Like they have the most upside. But Brandon Miller also um came out the first game, was trying to adjust. Um, second game, third game, fourth game. For the rest, after that, he he really he got to it. He he's understanding. He's he's adapting, and I feel like that's good as a player. Like coming into the summer league and stuff like that. If you're able to adapt at a quicker pace than most players, I feel like that's that's a good sign that you know that you're gonna that you're gonna be better. You're gonna be here for a while. I feel like it's a good sign when you can adapt and just keep going um, through the ups and downs. So I think Brandon Miller has the most upside in the draft. Um, and yeah, so recap of the summer league overall. Um, it was great. Um, I feel like this is one of the best summer leagues in a while, I would say, as far as star-wise, star power, um, people that we know, people that we've been watching. If you really watch basketball and you're not a casual, like if you really watch basketball, I feel like this was like one of those summer leagues compared to like how 2017 was, where it was Lonzo and everybody in the summer league, Jason Tatum, Markel Fultz, Ben Simmons. Like It was one of those summer leagues, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody was watching, um, very entertaining. Um, everybody was playing hard. It was just, it was good all around. I, I really enjoyed summer league this year. Um. Normally, I don't really watch summer league because, you know what I'm saying, it's just like, all right, like it's the prelude to the league, so it's kind of like cool. Like if your favorite player or something isn't playing, it's kind of like, all right, like we'll hear about it, you know what I'm saying. It'll 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 make its way around. But this year it was actually like it was very exciting and very fun to watch. Um, so summer league overall, I would give it a, I would give it a 10 out of 10. Um, who played the best? Who played the best in a summer league? I would have to say it's really – I feel like there's no really like clear cut – player who played the best i feel like they all played their best to a certain extent like everybody played their hardest played their best um except for the dude who um laid the ball up on the opposite side and got a backcourt violation i don't know if he was just nervous scared or if he really is just that crazy but that was wild um i seen that clip and i was like yeah now nah, he definitely lost his job like he he definitely lost his job because that was crazy i wasn't expecting that you know what i'm saying but um i feel like there is no like me personally i feel like there is no best player in the summer league, because everybody's really just out there to really everybody's out there for self. In all honesty, summer league is really just for self, just showcasing what you can do. Um, and yeah, it was a lot of talent, a lot of upside from um all the players. Um, School Henderson, man, he's gonna be a problem. He's gonna be a real problem. I feel like Wimby's gonna work his way in. He's gonna be slow, he, uh, slow. He's he gonna pick up the pace. I mean, he's seven five, so I mean, it's not really that hard to get a buck. But I don't know how he's gonna deal with the physicality. And I feel like that's the biggest thing behind him. Like, yeah, we know he can shoot. He can dribble pretty. He can dribble very well for his size, being seven five. Um, just that weight, man. Just when some when you when you get a big body on him, um, but I don't know if it's gonna be a big body because he's very agile. So I don't know if you put a center on him, or if you just switch everything. But he, then again, I feel like if he's out in the court, though, you kind of have to, you have to have a big, but you have to have like a, a agile big. You can't just have, like a, who who who's a who's a slow big. You can't have like a Mason Plumlee on, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta have like a gotta have like a Jackson Hayes somebody who's also big quick and agile you know what I'm saying like you gotta have you gotta match it up like that not 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 by like weight but more like agility wise and, and height I feel like um the Cavs to me in the summer league after watching the summer league and like watching the Cavs like very closely these past few years the moves they've been making after they finally got rid of LeBron like they finally decided like okay like he's definitely not coming back so we have to really like hone in and really make moves they I'm not gonna lie they're building something and I, I'm I'm gonna be the first person to document this in my from from what I've been hearing. They're building something. They're up to something. I don't know when this is gonna like. I don't know if it's gonna work. I feel like it could possibly work. I don't know if it's gonna work when it's gonna work or if it's gonna work. But 
what they have right now from front office to coaching to players to pickups to draft picks to even their G League team, like they they them boys got some talent and they're really they're really up to something. I don't know I don't know what happened all of a sudden. I think I think the fact that they know that Brown's not coming back kind of just woke everybody back up and it's just like oh like all right well we're gonna have to kind of just deal without them. So you know they're really they're they're building something serious over there. Um. So yeah, I just feel like the summer league. I'm just, I'm really just here to talk about the summer league. I feel like the summer league was just really good this year. I feel like I keep saying that. Um, it's kind of like the first half of this this episode I wanted to do is just really just talk about the summer league. It's not like, but the thing is about the summer league is like, it's just your favorite. Like, who do you like? It's really just like watching your favorite player. I feel like I've said that already, but it's really just like watching your favorite player. And me personally, I'm excited to see the Hornets. I'm really excited to see the Hornets play this year. Um, with Lamelo, you got Brandon Miller now. You got Miles Bridges coming back. Um, I feel like they can really be a playoff team. Um, hopefully they can. Hopefully they can do something. I hope they stop signing guards. Um, I hope they finally give that up. I don't know why, but for whatever reason they love guards. Um, Cam Whitmore plays a, a lot like Jalen Brown. Um, I was watching a comparison video uh, the other day on Frankie Vision. Shout out Frankie Vision. He's been around for a while, but I was watching a comparison video, and he was like, "Who do you think this guy reminds you of?" And as I'm watching him play, he really does look like Jalen Brown 2.0. If we're being honest, like. As far as, like, the mayor, like, just the way he dribbles, the way his shot selection, like, just all of it in general. He really just, he looks a lot like Jalen Brown. And I and I think he might have a better left than Jalen Brown. And another thing I want to talk about, too, while we're on the topic of Jalen Brown is, I genuinely hope he's working on that left hand this summer. Because i seen a clip, I don't know if it was old or new, but i seen a clip of him at open runs at C. Brickley's um, gym. And he's still struggling with his left. Like, he's still struggling with his left, like. I'm not good at bas- I'm not that good at basketball. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm all right to the average person. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty good to the average person, but I can use my left a little better than Jalen Brown. You know what I'm saying? Like he's just fumbling it. Like he's bringing the ball up just like a basic dribble with his left hand, and I'm like watching the ball really roll, like really fall out of his hand. Like he really can't keep it up. I don't know what's going on with him, but he's got to get that left together. Um. So yeah. Um. Just a few opinions or topics that I've been thinking about like a lot recently. Um. Um, just on the basketball side of things, I finally like watching Kevin Durant, and I want to give Kevin Durant a little more praise today. Um, Kevin Durant, man, I mean God, just one of them, just one of them ones, man. I'm I'm watching, I've been watching a lot of KD highlights and KD film, and I think I finally understand. Like, I shouldn't say I finally understand or understand, but like, I get I get it now. Like, just the way he plays is so it's nothing fancy about his game, and I'm really starting to realize that like. I, I didn't. I couldn't figure it out before, like why it just looks so easy to him. Like everything just is so easy. The way he shoots the ball, his shot selection, his dribble, put like all that stuff is just so easy. And watching him play, like he really does nothing special. Like, and that's what makes him special. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm saying is like very excited because that's what really makes him special. Like he doesn't do anything special. He's really a fundamental guy. Like, like fundamentally sound guy. I'm watching him play. I'm watching like full game. I'm watching full game footage. And I'm watching him really catch it at the top of the key. Pick and roll, one dribble, has he pull? Like, not tween, 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 dribble, in and out, cross, step back, three. Like, he really caught it at the top of the key. And may, maybe about, like, five times in a row, pick and roll. Jab step through, one dribble, pull. Low post, catch it, fill it out. Um, Half spin, fade away, pull. You know what I'm saying? Like, catch and shoot three, one dribble, pull up. Uh, fast break, defenders coming at him, pump fakes, uh, rip through, one dribble, one dribble, lay. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not anything special. And I feel like 
And honestly, KD's the top two scorer of all time. Like, KD's the top two scorer of all time. I got Kobe and KD. Like, it goes Kobe. From, like, my perspective of, like, somebody who can really just deadass just, like, score the ball at any given moment, any given time. It's just up to him if he's going to make the shot or not. Like, it has nothing to do with defense or anything. It's Kobe, KD. Then Melo. Those, those are, like, my top three scorers of all time. Kobe, KD, and Melo. Um, I say Melo. I throw Melo top three because watching Melo when I was younger, that twenty that 2012 time, that, that era when he didn't go to the Heat and decided to go to the Knicks. Like, just watching Melo play, he can really get a bucket at any given time, too. And his game isn't complicated either. And I feel like I'm starting to enjoy that more. I think as a as a basketball fan, as somebody who, like, really watches sports a lot, especially basketball a lot, like, yeah, all the theatrics is cool, like all the tweens and all the step-back threes and the in-and-out crosses and the between, like, all the fancy stuff is cool. But, like, I've really been just watching, like, KD and Melo really just, I don't know, I, they just break the game down so easy. Like, when you're really watching it, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you're really watching somebody play, like, you're only watching them play and you're watching the movements, like, the game is just, like, they make it so simple. Oh, all right, dang. Throw my uh, software stop recording. You know what I'm saying he's definitely top three. So that that's that's really a thing I just wanted to talk about real quick, which is KD, man. He's really one of them. He's one of them ones, man. Really one of them ones. Like, yeah, so that's what I wanted to talk about. Um, Another thing. I love, I love college basketball. I've been watching Kentucky. Yo. Oh, there we go. There we go. Come on. Come back to life. Come back to life. Computer is a little slow today. All right. But I've been watching Kentucky. Um, We're watching them play a lot recently. And if we're being honest, I'm not going to lie. Them boys, they're going to they gonna, they gonna mess college up this year. They're going to mess college up this year. Um, DJ Wagner. People were saying Rob isn't going to do a good. Like, I was talking to my friend Sai the other day. And he's really like, Sai and Von, like, they're really sitting there telling me, like, yo, like, Rob is not going to be good at Kentucky. And I'm watching their Kentucky team play this year. Like I'm watching like the scrimmages and the the World Cup and all that stuff, and it reminds me of the, of of when it was D Fox, Bam Adebayo, and Malik Monk, like, and Isaiah Briscoe. Like, it's just freelance offense. Like, you don't have to you don't have to run anything. And I feel like even Calipari knows that. Like, even he said it. Like, we're not running an offense this year. Like, we have too many shot creators. We have too many people who can get a bucket. Like. Literally just space the floor out and let anybody go to work at any given moment. And I feel like with Rob coming off the bench, it gives me that Malik Monk vibe or that Devin Booker vibe or that Isaiah Briscoe vibe. Like, like you really just here to just come in and score. Like, I'm not asking for anything else but just a bucket out of you. And he can really get a bucket. Like, Rob can really get a bucket at any given moment. And I feel like people who are saying that Rob isn't going to be good in college and I don't know why he went to Kentucky and all this stuff, it, it's it's dumb. It's preposterous. You got Coach Cal as a coach. Like, he's not, he's not looking to – He's not oh man, he's not looking to really just he's not looking to control you. He's just letting he's looking to just let you run loose. Like he's gonna let this team run loose. And they're gonna really mess the they're gonna mess the, they're gonna mess the college basketball up this year. Like they're gonna go on a on a nice on a nice run. I think they could potentially go like twenty and twenty and five. I think they can go twenty and five and have a run where they're really like undefeated. Like I'm talking about they probably get like ten and oh, maybe lose one. Win three more straight, lose one. You know what I'm saying? Like they're gonna be like a really, like a really good team. And another thing I want to say is, and I seen it on. I was watching. Um, I was just on social media. I was just seeing, you know, because I'm watching Kentucky. I'm just watching. And yo, Coach Cal is really. He might be the greatest recruiter of all time. Like as far as flashing, like he might be the greatest recruiter of all time. Like he, he bought the he bought the team to Drake's house, and he's flexing it, and he's just letting people know, like, like you know, like we we got it like this over here at Kentucky, like. 
that's great marketing if you ask me like that's very 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 great marketing you know what i'm saying so yeah that's that's down in kentucky i just want people to know like yo kentucky's gonna be od like really really od kentucky's gonna be disgusting this year another thing is i'm a huge javon quinterly fan like one of my favorite college guards one of my favorite players of all time like from high school to college like i hope he goes to the league well he is gonna go to the league he's going to memphis he's going to the league like he's gonna end up in the league He's going to the league. He's going to Memphis. Penny's about to really put him on game, like real-life game. Everybody, Penny, Penny, since he's got the job, has sent, I, I think, at least two to three players to the league each year off his roster. And that's an accomplishment. Like, he knows, like, college basketball, like, yeah, like, it's college. Most people don't go to college to really go to college. They go to college to really go to the league. Um, JQ just has some bumps in the road, injuries and stuff. So, He's been he's been there for a while, but he's gonna go to the league, bro. He's gonna do really good at Memphis this year, and he's really gonna go to the league. Um, so yeah, that, those are just the two things about college basketball I've been looking at recently. I just wanted to get that off my chest. And the last thing before we end this episode, yo, can like, can we stop giving out mixtapes to people? Like, can we just stop that? Can we can we make the mixtape game like real life? Like, can we make it exclusive again? Like, can you really be like nice, like actually nice to get a mixtape again? Like, I'm sick of the mixtapes of just. It's ridiculous. Uh, mixtape culture is really dead now. Like, I see people just post mixtapes now, and it's just like, oh, like, another mixtape. Like, why are you posting a workout mixtape? Why? Like, that's not cool, bro. Like, that's not a mixtape. You're you're working out. Like, you're not doing nothing. Like, open run mixtape. I hate it. I, I don't like it. There should be no reason why there's an open run mixtape. Like, why do you have that? Why do you have those type? Like, why? You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's a real game, like, if, if it's real runs, and it's a, and it's a mixtape out of that, but... You're not paying somebody. Like, you're actually nice. Like, that's fine. But, like, dudes is really, like, going out their way to really pay people for mixtapes. And I just miss back in the day where, like, and I'm not even that old, but, like, I grew up, like, prime mixtape era. Like, I remember, like, really watching people. Like, you had to be, like, really the talk of the town to have a mixtape. You had to be, like, real life, like, disgusting at basketball to, like, really have a mixtape. Like, I was watching, um, because Bruce Brown been going on his little run, popping his shit on uh, social media and shit, on his podcast and stuff. And I don't blame him. Like, you a champ now. But I seen how he was saying... And mind you, no disrespect to Bruce Brown, but I didn't know about Bruce Brown until he got to the Brooklyn Nets. And I was like, where the hell did he come from? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know where Bruce Brown came from, but I was watching a clip on, um, what what podcast was that? Oh, I forgot, but it's with Theo Pinson, right? It was, he was, I was watching it, and he was like, yeah, um, I called UNC, and I had to offer whatever, and I was like, I told him I was coming to UNC, and they were like, oh, we don't want you, we want Seventh Woods. And he was like, real life mad about that. And I'm sitting there thinking about it like, Yo, you got to really think about it, bro. Like, Seventh Woods was a fucking monster in high school. Like, he was real life not, like, I don't know if y'all see, like, Hoop Mixtape, like, prime Hoop Mixtape days when Hoop Mixtape was Hoop Mixtape. Bro, I remember watching Seventh Woods, and they were telling me he was 14 doing the shit he was doing, and I couldn't, like, I couldn't believe it. Like, I'm 12, like, yo. I'm not even 12, I'm like 8, like, yo. You know what I'm saying? Like, you really had to be nice to have a mixtape. Like, Mar like we can really go down, like, Akil Carr, Marcus Levette, uh, Quay Parker, Seventh Woods, um, Andrew Wiggins, uh, uh, what was the Trey Jefferson? Like you had to real life be nice. Like a kill car mixtape. Like think about it, bro. They called him the Crime Stopper because when he would play basketball in high school, the crime rate would drop by a hundred percent, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to put that in perspective. Like that's how nice niggas used to have to be to get a mixtape, bro. Like he stopped crime in the city for the night because he was hooping. He was that nice. You know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't just call a dude up and was like, yo, like, no, 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 no. People was really like, no, you have to come see this kid hoop. I think that, I think we need to bring that back, man. I really think we need to just have that back. Like, 
like it's cool like people got mixtapes and stuff like it's cool like it's 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 alright it's it's cool to watch but like these niggas is not that nice bro and no disrespect but like compared to the caliber of mixtapes that like if you was really a hooper not even a hooper like if you really like love basketball and really watch basketball back in the day like these mixtapes now are dog shit bro like they're they're terrible they're they're not good anymore it's it's it, the, the people in the mixtapes aren't even that good you know what I'm saying like mixtape culture really it, it messed it up bro like. You had to really be nice, and I'm gonna keep saying that. You had to really be nice, bro. Real life, nice. I don't care if you was if you was ranked or not in high school, like. But the fact is, like, in your city, in your town, in your state, you were really that nigga. Like, you had to be disgusting to get a mixtape. So yeah, that's that. And the last thing, last thing, last thing, last thing, last thing. Yo, Cooper Flag, bro. I don't know if y'all know who that is, but White Boy's nice, yo. He's six ten. This nigga's averaging a triple double in the EYBL circuit, bro, for Peach Jam. That's unheard of, bro. That's un that's damn near unheard. Like that's not like something that just happens every year in EYBL. Like you don't just get a dude who just comes out and drops 30, 40, I mean 30, 20 and, and 15. Like that doesn't just happen in the EYBL. Like there's a lot of talent in EYBL, but that that ass does not just happen. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't just happen. Mind you, he's only 16, bro. He's only 16. That means we have two more years to watch this nigga really just just tear shit up in the in the circuit. Like I don't like where are these kids like what are they putting in the fool, bro? Like why couldn't I be 16 at 16? You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's not like, like he's a sloppy 6'10. Like, no, bro. Like, he's real life. Like, he's 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 coordinated. Like, he has good balance, good footwork. Like, he really like can play basketball. Like, if we're being honest, if we threw Cooper Flag in the summer league right now, I there's no doubt in my mind that he would have at least 25 and 10. Like, and that's how confident I am about kid. Like, there's no like there's no way, like, if we dropped him in the summer league, like this year, they were just like, fuck it, like, just just throw him in there, see how he gets. Like, just you know, in the alternate universe, they were just like, you know what, fuck it, he's 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 surpassed EYBL. Like, let's go see how he how he would play in the, in the summer league. Yo, bro, he would have twenty five and ten. Like genuinely, like I friend, like I wholeheartedly believe he would have twenty five and ten without question. That kid is real life disgusting, bro. He played the uh, Carlos Boozer sons, the Boozer boys. Yo, it was a good game, but I'm not gonna lie, he outshined both of the brothers. Like outshined them by a landslide. Like it was just like, all right, like we're not even here to watch them because we're here to really watch Cooper go to work. You know what I'm saying? Like he's a household name. Um. So yeah, that Cooper Flag, yo, he's disgusting, bro. That that's another kid y'all like. That's another person y'all need to watch out for. That's another person you need to watch out for. But yeah, that's gonna conclude this episode, man. I'm back. This is about to go up in about an hour or so. It's 12:48 right now on a Friday, July 21st. Um, happy Friday to everybody out there. I'm back. We're gonna get to it. We might get two uploads today. I don't know yet, or you might get another upload later on this week. But I'm back in the groove of things. I'm back moving, back grooving. So, yeah, I hope you guys all enjoyed this episode. Listen to my, uh, me talking about Summer League and stuff. Um, I'll see you guys soon. Take care. Have a good day. Godspeed.